Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Aaron Phillips has been good enough to join us. Dwayne's World, by the way, for the Kogan Money credit card, packed full of value and for Independent Reserve. Looking to buy Bitcoin? Choose independentreserve.com. She's one of Australia's greatest sports stars. I mean, when you consider her back catalogue, Aaron Phillips, WNBA champion two times, um, coached the Dallas Wings as well as being a superstar player and India ended up being a three-time premiership winner and two-time BNF with the Adelaide Crows in the AFLW and about to take her skill set to Port Adelaide. Erin, congratulations on everything you've done so far. Firstly, welcome to the program. Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks so much for having me. So I suppose everyone knows why you've moved, but we want to hear it in your words. Yeah, look, obviously it was um, a really, really tough decision to leave uh, the Adelaide Football Club, the Crows, after six years. It's been, you know, some of the best years of my life there and my families and winning three premierships there and appearing in four grand finals, winning three, you know, we were able to achieve amazing success and the friendships that I've made that are, you know, lifelong is something that was really incredibly hard to, to walk away and um, to to head back home, essentially, to, to live out a, a lifelong dream of, of playing at a, a club that I was born into and has rich history and a history that I've grown up knowing and loving. And it was just um, too good of an opportunity, one that I thought that I'd have regrets forever if I didn't, um, you know, take up the opportunity and play for a club that, uh, you know, yourself, my dad, uh, yeah. represented. So it is in your blood. That's that's it. It was easy to play for the Crows while there was no Port Adelaide team, but now that Port Adelaide's got a team, it, it's almost impossible. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny how things work out. You know, if you'd asked me before 2017, would I ever play for the for the Crows and being a, a mad pork girl, and I would have said you're crazy. So it's funny how things work out where, you know, I, I got the opportunity to, to represent the Crows and it's been, like I said, some of the best years of my life. And, um, you know, I've got friendships out of there that will last forever and but you know to to get the opportunity I suppose at this point in my career to 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 play for a club that I've always loved um was too good yeah too good to turn up turn down how many years will you play do you think Aaron how long have you got left yeah it's a good question um look I I'll play as as long as I physically can and I can still contribute on the field and um you know, I'm hoping at least a couple more. So, you know, as long as as long as I can be effective and um, play well and and feel good and still enjoy playing, which I absolutely do. And so, um, if all those factors are still going well, then I'll keep playing. Do you have coaching aspirations as well? Um, potentially, I think um, for me, you know, playing and um, focusing on that that aspect is still really important. There are and things I'd still I'd love to learn outside of footy uh, you know as a player and I'd love to learn you know the, the the footy side of operations and how it all works and you know I'm sure I'll I'll try different things and and see where it takes me and you know there is definitely an element of, of coaching which will be um, I'm really interested in whether it's a head coach a development coach I'm not sure but look at all things I'm willing to try and see kind of what fits you know it's as an athlete that's the biggest challenge when you do 
finish your playing career is is what's next, what drives you and what what gives you that level of satisfaction that playing does. It seems to me to be crazy if you don't get involved in the whole football program at Port Adelaide, men's and women's. Yeah, look, I'd love to be across all of it, to be honest, you know, and 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 learn from um, you know learn from both aspects and both both teams, um, the men's and the women's programs. So look, it's definitely something um, that I'll be doing, and, and like I said, learning um, learning both departments. So you did coach the Dallas Wings for a little while. What what translates from what you learnt through your WNBA two championship experience and your coaching experience there? What translates in sport to our game? Yeah, look, I think um, you know I was assistant coach with the, the Wings for uh, four years, and look, I think you know a lot of a lot of coaching you know, now comes down to not just obviously there's the X's and O's and the um, you know strategical moves of, of sport but really at the end of the day coaching is is motivation and and getting players to perform and get them ready to perform at a level that they can compete and ultimately win um and you know that that can be a big challenge as a coach and obviously managing people and um you know trying to trying to um i suppose gain that trust and respect and buy-in from players to you know believe you when you demand things out of them so you know, I think it's there's always challenges with coaching. It's definitely something, um, you know, that does does interest me. And um, to what level of coaching, I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Um, like I said, I'd still love to keep playing as long as I can. And um, although sometimes I do already feel like I'm a bit of a coach on the field and and trying to help motivate those those players. Bit of a side issue, but how's the pathway going for women to be able to come into AFL and AFLW systems and coach? Yeah, it's absolutely, um, it's fantastic the the different avenues and the, the different types of exposures that players can have. You know, there's, you know, you know, you've got club academies, you've got state academies, um, different different pathways to to get players to ultimately want to reach their dream if that's what it is to play in the AFL or AFLW. And um, you, I just look around now, and especially here in South Australia, the number of um, junior women teams that are now um, you know, well, clubs that have a women's team is just, you know, blown through the roof. So uh, it's fantastic the different types of exposure that they have to, you know, and the opportunities that they have to, to one day um, reach their dream if that's what it is to play AFL and AFLW. So uh, you're going to be obviously part of the recruiting drive as well, Erin. Who else are you getting to the club? <laughs> um, look, I, I don't know. Look, I have... Honestly, I haven't spoken about lists with the club yet. It'll be something I do in the next day or so, I'm sure. But, you know, I think the biggest focus for, for Port Adelaide is going to be on what's the most exciting, uh, and that is the juniors that are coming through, the younger players that are, you know, have been a part of the academies and that are playing in their local league here in South Australia and um, developing that young talent. And, look, I'm, I'm really excited that, one of the big reasons um, that attracted me to Port Adelaide, obviously the family connection, but to be able to be a part of developing these young players and get them to a point where they can compete at the highest level in the AFLW, that's something that really drives me and something that I'll be really really focusing on, on helping. I presume you were captain, but you won't wear the number one, I understand. Uh, this, yeah, look, I think the, the captaincies will all be player voting. Um, and from what I've heard, 
um, yeah, all player voting, and then the captain will wear number one. So um, you know, I'm I'm definitely not predicting myself being captain. If I'm, you know, if I am, that's wonderful. If not, I'll be wearing the 22. So um, yeah, really, really excited to wear the 22. Your dad's famous 22. So eight port premierships. Your dad, uh, a bit of a sideline story, but my father was cremated in one of your dad's number 22. Jumpers. Um, was it he? was a weird situation. Yeah. yeah, he was. Um, it was a weird situation given that I was in London when my father passed away doing the Olympics and uh, I was due home in seven days for the funeral. When I arrived home at the funeral, I said to my mother, Gee, you got Port Jumper on the coffin for the cremation? And she said, Yes, we found one of your old ones in the cupboard. And I said, No, I stole that. That was Greg Phillips's. So his, his number 22 was cremated with my dad. So you were the number you know 22. I, I reckon. My dad told me that story. I now remember that. Yes, I do. Wow. There you go. But your dad's been a great... Look, I used to run into your dad walking laps of the lake back in the days when you were playing (laughs) in America. And you've always been a person that he talked about as being an AFL player, which is a great connection. It Mm. is... Do people quite understand the connection? The Alberton, Port Adelaide, Prison Bar, black and white kind of connection that people who grew up with that in their blood have in their blood? Is that is that something that even worldwide it's a pretty strong unifying experience? Yeah, well, when you look, when you um, you hear the word Port Adelaide, you know the rich history and um, what it means for um, you know what the club is about. And like, what do you play with them from eighty one to eighty six or something? Is that yeah, is that right? Correct. Yeah. So you yeah. played, yeah, you played, um, you know, you played in the in one of the highest pinnacles of, of that club's, you know, highest point and how, you know, you remember going down to Alberton and it being absolutely chock-a-bock full and um, people pushed up against the fence and um, what it meant to so many people to to represent the black and white and um, people absolutely lived their life through the club and still do and, you know, it's it's something very special. It's, um, it's a rare... Um, it's a rare thing to have at a club and I think, um, you know, the people that know about Port Adelaide like yourself, Dad, you know, it's it's something that if you ever get to be a part of it, something that's very, very special. I was going to ask you about the CBA as well. Uh, pay, the scale and the rising of that scale, uh, how quickly should it accelerate, do you think? Yeah, look, honestly, I, I don't know when the next CBA um, is going to, get signed off on or, or, you know, I've only heard whispers and rumours of, of different pace um, scales and salaries. But, look, I think at the end of the day, we want to get to the, the competition at a point where it's, you know, sustainable that we can keep growing the game and, you know, it might be steady, steady. And I think as long as it, like I said before, as long, as long as it can self-sustain and keep growing and keep moving and, um, you know, I'm all for that. Like, I've I've played on the end of, you know, where playing for the Adelaide Lightning in the WNBL and, and, you know, my first salary was a thousand bucks and I thought, you know, that was, I was the richest person in Adelaide and I was, you know, happy to be on the end of building something so that one day, you know, it can become full time for those, those players, which it is now. So um, we're kind of sitting in the AFLW in, in kind of that, kind of in the middle of it being almost, almost professional. So how long that takes, I'm not sure, but, you know, as long as, like I said before, it's sustainable and, and it can be something that um, girls could do for a job forever, that would be fantastic. And you're a delightful person to have at a club. You're a fantastic leader, not just a fantastic sports person as well. You've also been a leader 
I'm not sure whether you've wanted to do this, but in the LGBTI community as well, how's our understanding mm -hmm. of the acceptance of the realities of difference these days, do you think, especially in the men's sports space? Yeah, look, I think it's something um, that's definitely always um, needing uh, the acknowledgement and, you know, to, to talk about it, to advocate. I think the one thing that AFLW space does really well is we have, um, you know, Pride Round and we have um, Indigenous Round and, you know, those things that where people can really connect to and I think it's something that we just got to keep working on as a collective, you know, across the AFL and the AFLW. But, you know, the more the more we can expose um, society with these issues and um, the better off that we'll be. Great to have you, Aaron. You'll continue to do radio, no doubt. You're too good not to. I presume that's going to be a long-term <laughs> career as well. <laughs> you never know, I might come after your job one day, Dwayne, so we'll come yeah. and have a chat with you some days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can handle the pay cut. Breakfast radio pays a lot better, doesn't it? <laughs> you got to get up a lot earlier, mate, too. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You deserve the extra bucks. You're good at your craft, uh, Aaron. Great to have a chat to you. Always a delight, and I can't wait to see you in action in the black and white and teal. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Dwayne. Appreciate you having me. Aaron Phillips, superstar, joining Port Adelaide. Um, and it is always great to have a chat to people that love their footy so much. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.